Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Follow your pride, there's nowhere to hide. What would you decide when it's on the line? Would you do or die? Would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, don't try to fly. Rocky Rose, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we're still unbreakable. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and I'm certainly glad that you have joined me here today. Look, I have one huge favor to ask. Um, if you guys get any value from, from the podcast, from the episodes, um, just share it. Pay it forward. Share it on your social media accounts. Tag it. Tag me. Tag at Reborn Pod. Um, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. If there's anything that you guys would like to hear, anything that we could do different. Um, I would love to know if you guys want to hear any guests that you would like to uh, see come on the show. That would be super awesome too. Um, I'm really excited. I sat down a couple weeks ago with Charity Wit, and Charity is an athlete that's been in the game for a really, really long time. And we've been in a lot of the same rooms together. We've done a lot of the same events together, but we haven't really had the opportunity to sit down and to get to know one another. And I am certainly glad that we took time out to get to know each other. Um, this girl is a fire ball and she's done so much with her career that I'm really excited to bring her on. Um, she's an, an, a very accomplished strength athlete. She won the Titan games season one. And I actually, um, after she did the Titan games season one, I actually went out and I tried out for the Titan games, uh, season two. And I may, I had to go out to LA. I did all the, uh, obstacle courses and stuff. And I absolutely, I like, I loved it. Anyways, I got called out for, and I was an alternate, um, to go down. I basically had like one or two weeks to get ready to go down to North Carolina or Florida. Anyways, I'm sure you guys can imagine. I didn't realize it was going to be so fast. And then obviously with blues schedule, I just, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be gone for like two weeks or I think maybe it was longer with my kids and my dogs and like work. So anyways, it's such an amazing opportunity, uh, but charity won it the first year, which is really, really cool. Uh, she has an app, uh, her no quit with wit app is a comprehensive work nutritional guide. Um, it offers programs for all needs with fin all needs and all fitness levels. Um, I'm pretty sure she has over like 1500 plus workouts, um, and over a hundred available different types of nutrition guides. Um, you can learn about charity on her website, no quit in wit.com. Um, and you can follow her on her Instagram charity, C H A R I T Y underscore wit. It's W I T T charity. Let's bring you on to the reborn podcast. All right. Welcome to the reborn show charity. It's an honor to have you on the show today. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Where are you based out of? Are you in Florida? 
I wish. No, I'm actually in Cleveland, Ohio. So the armpit of America, the opposite of Florida. <laughs> I see. Okay. I, I was thinking that you were in Florida um, at one time, maybe. But girl, it's awesome to have you on the show today. And I cannot wait to get into your story a little bit. Um, can you give listeners uh, just kind of like a baseline? Like what what was your childhood like? And why are you in Cleveland, Ohio? Or maybe we shouldn't get there yet. Maybe we shouldn't, you know. Um, okay, that's a long, that's a long story, but <laughs> so let's talk about the younger years of Charity Wit. Oh man, younger years. So pretty much raised by a single mom, um, but predominantly outside. We grew up in the countryside. Um, I was pretty much raised in Ontario, Canada on a farm. So we had like over a hundred acres and grew up around horses, cows, barefoot in the fields. Like that was pretty much my childhood. Awesome. So I have two younger siblings, very, very close to both of them. Um, but there's like a huge eight gap. So my sister's about seven years younger than I am. And then I have a little brother who just turned 13 this year. So both <laughs> babies. You you credit your athletic perseverance to facing adversity early on in your life. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? So your young charity, you're, you know, out on a farm with all the animals and uh <laughs> You know, that's very relatable um, for me anyways. But let can we talk about that? Like <laughs> yeah. kind of like your just just how you give credit to your your athletic perseverance um, because of the adversity that you have faced. I'd say like I honestly attribute it just to like my family dynamic. So I come from a family of immigrants, um, both sides. So dad's family were immigrants, that was my mom's. And just the work ethic that they instilled in me. So it's like, obviously, um, I didn't grow up wealthy, no silver spoon. Um, I watched my mom work two different jobs, just trying to put food on the table. And, you know, I took up responsibility by working in the house, making sure dinner was cooked, helping her clean the house. And that was pretty much my childhood. So I didn't really know any different. I just knew that there were things and duties that needed to be done. So you just did the work. It wasn't a matter of like, well, I don't want to do this today. It was a matter of, I need to do this today. This is like, this are, these are my duties. And I think having that instilled in me through early childhood and then going through and like having to really bust my ass, like all the way through high school before college and everything, just so I could save up to go to university it really taught me, okay, like it doesn't matter how you feel when you get up in the morning. It doesn't matter like how late you have to work. I was working like over 60 hours a week as a 17 year old. And, you know, it's like, you just have that work ethic instilled in you. And so it's like, when you start training, training is nothing, you know, like, that's like, that's honestly, like, I look at it as like, you have the ability to train, you know? So I think having that background and then growing up and then getting into athletics, it was more of just like, this is my job now. Like, this is my duty. This is why I show up and I put in the work every single day because I want the results. And I think that's probably where like that mindset shift isn't as prevalent nowadays. Um, just because like, I, but I attribute it to like my childhood, just seeing like my family members, my grandparents, like my grandfather literally worked till the day he died like literally mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's just like having those role models in my life and then like you know honestly it just came second nature to me yeah 
Uh, so when did you get into your athletics? Um, so after having like my heart attack without knowing it was my heart attack, I, you know, got all the testing done, saw a couple different doctors because the first doctor told me to actually do the opposite, to live a sedentary lifestyle. Um, they wanted to get me in for pacemaker. They wanted to put me on all this medication and I was only 17. So even so back you- then it was... Do you have a history of like heart disease? I mean, at 17, a female, uh, like, 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 no, were you, no. were you overweight? Were you unhealthy at that point? Unhealthy. Yes. Unhealthy. <laughs> I would say like, yeah, I'd say like not overweight by any means, but I mean, um, I had gone from growing up pretty active and yeah. being in dance for, since I was like a little kid training horses, all of that to working 60 hours a week, not getting any sleep. Um, I was drinking all the time. Um, so just not living a healthy lifestyle at all. And then, you know, once I was diagnosed, come to find out both my grandparents on my mom's side have the same condition. So it is hereditary and it just kind of skipped my mom, (laughs) landed on me, (laughs) but, um, But honestly, that was like, I think that was the catalytic point because the first doctor told me to live a sedentary lifestyle, wanted to give me a pacemaker, put me on medication. And even at 17, I just don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told I don't have options. So I looked at other options and I got a second opinion and she told me the opposite. She was like, "Um, let's look at how you're living right now. Uh-huh. And she wanted me to break down my day-to-day, my work schedule, what I do in my off time. And I didn't really have any off time at that point. So I was telling her like, okay, I'm working these hours and then I get off around two and I probably drink till four just so I can sleep. Right. <laughs> and then I get up at six again, you know, uh-huh. and we just like, giddy up, here we go. And she was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we got to stop all of this. So wow. she was like, you are too young to be living like that. So she honestly was the inspiration behind me leaving that job, going back to the States. I enrolled for university and I got into swimming just because I thought that's like a safe exercise to do for my heart. And it was um, I was swimming in the pool and a scout saw me from U S master swimming, got me involved in U S master swimming. Uh, so I started competing in that, which led me to the barbell, which led me to powerlifting. Wow. Sorry, you cut out. So it's, you said left led you to powerlifting, which led you to what, what was the last thing that you said? Oh, strongman and everything else from yeah. thereafter. Yeah. That's crazy. Does your heart bother you at all anymore? Like, are you, do you have to say like medication for it? Do you have to go for checkups or just by changing to exercise, has it completely helped? Or can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. So when I was doing strongman, I'd say that it wasn't stable um, just because that type of style of lifting and, you know, everything that goes into that sport was a lot harder on my heart than let's say powerlifting was. Um, so I started having complications again during my strongman career, which is eventually why I chose to retire that and just old injuries compounded. But I was going in for checkups like every two months. It was, mm. it was pretty extensive. I was on beta blockers and it was just really difficult for me to train and just feel good. So it was honestly like my heart started getting better when I started lifting a little differently. I lost weight. Um, I don't drink excessively, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like all those little things like that go into like your heart health. And, um, so once I started with first form too, like knowing more about the nutrition that I'm like putting in my body, like all the supplementation, it was just like more knowledge 
more understanding of my condition. Um, so I'm actually for the first time ever not medicated at all this year for my heart. And wow, that's incredible. my body weight's finally down yeah. to that point where I don't have any complications. Like there would be odd time. Like I feel like I'm having like a little bit of like a palpitation, but I just learned to control it with my breathing. So breath work has also played a huge role in that. Um, but yeah, this is my first year completely unmedicated for it. So that's amazing. What's remarkable about you, one of the many remarkable things is that you basically went like essentially from no athletic background at all to setting American powerlifting records in a pretty short period of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Like what, what was you, give me some, give me some stats, give me some records, give me some stats. Come on, let me hear it. Give me, the give records. me three to five stats and records of, of your American <laughs> powerlifting stuff. I'd say the first one I ever did was actually at my first um, powerlifting meet. It was an invitation meet um, that I got invited to just because I knew the people who owned the gym and I ended up taking over overall best lifter. And it was a first all-time record for APA powerlifting for a female to take overall best lifter. And it was my first ever one. So, okay. I think okay. That okay. Kind of wait, like I have to pause. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Did you, did you train for this? Like you had to have kind of known you're like, you're probably like, man, I'm getting kind of strong. Like I'm starting to lift, you know, putting some weight up there, like the guys next to me. Like, did you just, were you training for it? Did you kind of have your sights set on that? Or were you like, ah, oh, you know, sure, I'm feeling strong today. I'll just walk into this powerlifting meet. Um, and I want you to talk about the feeling of of doing your first powerlifting meet and how that how that felt, but more importantly, how it empowered you. Um, I'd say it was like a combination. Like I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. It's fairly new to the sport, but I actually um I was like one of those people that I despise those who like said, I'm a bodybuilder or I'm a powerlifter, but didn't compete. So I never claimed to be anything other than like, I'm training for this meet, you know? And I think we prepped for maybe six weeks. Um, I didn't really even peak for it. So it was like my first ever one. I had a great team around me just from the gym supporting me. And um, I just really had no gauge for how strong I was. I really didn't. So it's like looking back, like I realized like, wow, like I actually had a lot of like talent going into that. But at that time I was constantly comparing myself to the top 10 in the world. So as far as I was concerned, like I was nobody, you know, I wasn't doing anything. And I just always focused on like these top 10 names. Um, so when I showed up and like I put up my numbers or whatever, and I was like, well, not bad for my first meet. And then I took overall, I was like shocked, like completely shocked. But I honestly think that it was like in that moment, it kind of set the stage and the precedence of like, okay, I've got something here that obviously I'm pretty good at. And if we put all this energy that I'm kind of splitting between swimming and powerlifting, if I put all of this into powerlifting, because I'm not going to go to the Olympics for swimming, I already knew that back then, you know, I'm like, there's no way. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to put all of my energy into something, it has to be towards something that I'm already naturally good at. So that's when I, I honestly feel like I fell in love with it at that moment. It was like, okay, this is for me. This is something I can do. So, so you started competing. Can you talk about like the journey to uh, setting, um, 
some of the some of the records? Like, you know, what was the short period of time? Are we talking like another six weeks, Charity? Are we talking six months? Like, talk to us here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I did do it pretty quickly. I'd say within the two years, I ended up placing um, American records for total squat and deadlift um, in my weight class. That's incredible. And then, um, I think for total, I was actually top 10 in the world for, for a short period of time back in, I think, 2018, 2017. Do you think, um, can you contribute any of that to how much you focused on like the top 10, the top 10 numbers to you getting into the top 10 slots? Yeah. Especially because like powerlifting has like that, that mindset of like, Oh, it's you against you, but that's not how I approach things. So (laughs) I always look at like, who's crushing the game in this, you know, in any field that I'm looking at or I'm analyzing and I studied it and I studied, okay. I studied these lifters. I watched how they were training. I watched how like their lifestyle was. So, I mean, really it became my entire life. It was like school, work, powerlifting, school, work, powerlifting. Like I didn't have a social life. I didn't like, it was all I focused on. And honestly, like I, I say it saved my life because it took me out of all of these other like negative scenarios and situations mm-hmm. that I could have potentially put myself in. And instead all of that energy was going over to making myself better, making myself great and aspiring to be something more than what I currently was. So it took about two years to get to that level where, but I'd say like in the grand scheme of things, I'm thinking like two years is not that long and I did yeah. it pretty quickly. Yeah, so. that is quickly. That's amazing. That's really incredible charity. What, so <laughs> what is the difference between powerlifting and strong woman lifting? If, 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 you know, someone's lift. So I've done a powerlifting meet before. I've done like one or two, and it's crazy. It's fu- it's a lot of fun, and I always encourage people to just jump into a local gym and do it. Yeah. Um, but what? So can you talk a little bit about like the strongman, the strongman side of it, and and doing both? And did you after you accomplished so much on the powerlifting side, like you? Is that when you kind of? You know, dabbed in a little bit like the strongman stuff. Did you like it or no? What's your opinions? <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'd say it was once I completed, like, I was like, I don't know, honestly, like I had, I set these goals. So like once I had set that goal for powerlifting and I was like, okay, I did that. What's next? Like, that's just kind of how I am as a person. So like, I know like a lot of my girlfriends that I started in powerlifting with are still in that Mm -hmm. sport, you know, they're Mm -hmm. still like dedicated to it, but I'm that person where it's like, I set an intention and I'm like, okay, I, I hit that. Now what's next? And dude, so, I'm the same way. Yeah, it's like I get bored. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't have to be like like excellent or like perfect at everything. Yeah. I just want to be like good or great at like a lot of things. And so I, you know, I can yeah, I I'm experience. on your side on that. Yeah. I like to experience new things and it's a challenge. You challenge yourself. Yeah. So that's when you got bored. You did powerlifting. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, I need to be challenged some more. So you got into the strong man lifting. Talk about that a yeah. little bit. Oh, the first day ever I was put in through a strongman medley and I absolutely hated it. I hated it. And that was why I chose it. What does <laughs> like the strongman strong melody mean? Uh, medley. So it's like five different lifts and you have to do them in like a sequence order and you have, it's time. So it's as fast as possible. So I was at this like powerhouse gym that I started powerlifting in and there was a lot of strongman competitors that were like local to the area. And they had set up this medley and they're like, 
see if you like it. And it was like farmer carries, I think a yoke walk. And then I had to take sandbags. And then once you're done with the sandbags, you had to load stones over the yoke. And um, I finished it and I was like, that was terrible. I was like, that was awful. And I was like, nothing about that felt good at all. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was why I chose it. I was like, you know what? This sucks so much that I want to be so good at this that it's like, I embrace the pain, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, And especially at that time in my life, like I had such a bad toxic home life that having that outlet at the gym where it's controlled pain, you know, I'm in self-inflicting and it's like for a greater purpose, you know, it was like, this is within my control, you know, like this is my arena now. So I put everything into strongman from that point forward. Um, and that's what led me to Titan games. So yeah. And you won the Titan games season one, season two. Season one. Season one. How was that? Um, It was honestly like I attribute that win to Strongman because had I not had like those four years of experience, like getting, you know, into the dirty work of like doing things that hurt and suck and just pushing through. Yeah. um, It was the same arena, honestly, being in Titan Games because it was like you have this series of obstacles and you know, you have to get to the end. So you just like turn everything all sensory off and you just laser in on the end goal and you just push through it. But honestly, like what is really interesting is that the other female that I was versing in the very end was also a lightweight, strong woman. I was a middleweight, strong woman. So, and we were both had swimming back rounds as well. So it was like, it was kind of like, okay, this is coincidence, but not really that we both ended up being the last two females. So what was the, what was the last match? Do you remember what it was? Uh, The last match, it was Mount Olympus, but they had put it on steroids essentially. So we did let Mount Olympus, like in the very beginning trials, like to get to the Titan levels. And then um, barely squeaked by. That was the ball and chain one where I walked the dog. <laughs> and then the last final, it was like they raised the weights on everything. They added in extra obstacles into it. So it was like not Olympus on steroids towards oh the end. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. So how was The Rock when you met The Rock? Honestly, he was awesome. Um, very gregarious. Was he just like, like The Rock? Oh, honestly. Yeah. Like even, even when the cameras were rolling, cameras not rolling, like he was the same person, like just super authentic, very genuine. Yeah. I can't say enough good things. That's awesome. This episode of Reborn is brought to you by BetterHelp, a really cool and convenient platform for online professional therapy. Look, guys, I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I know in the past I have gotten so stuck just focusing on a problem um, instead of the solution. Right when we're hit with life's obstacles, and many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I mean, there's been a lot of changes that have happened over the last two years, right? Like, that's just facts. And I have had to do a lot of, quote unquote, problem solving, um, not only just like in my personal life of things changing with kids' schools, the stress of that, are they in, are they out, do we switch schools, public, private, um, but also changing the business, like how business operates and, and the challenges of, of the problems that come up. Look, I know that it, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in the problem-solving mode when you're faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn to learn how to find your own solutions to not just get stuck in like, I'm just solving like a problem, the same problem, it's because you're not changing the solution. You have to, you have to find your own solution to be able to solve that. There's really no better feeling. And with better help, a therapist is actually available to help you to become a better problem solver, making it easier for you to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. And look, guys, I, I want everybody to know here that um, if if you need to unload stress, if you, if you need healing, um, if 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 this can help with anxiety or depression, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. And these programs like BetterHelp is an online platform that is so convenient for you. Um, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out just a brief survey. survey. And if you don't like the therapist that they matched you with, you can switch at any time. Um, so if you guys want to be better problem solvers and, and really start finding solutions, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash reborn today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash reborn. All right, back to the show. So tell the listeners, tell, tell me, I want to hear about your app because it's like, it sounds like a badass app. I, I need an app. I'm like way behind the curve on this. And like, I've been saying for like years, I'm going to do an app. It's like, I don't know. Anyway. So I want to know about your app. Tell me like you have like over a thousand workouts and training stuff like nutrition. You basically have it all. It's a one-stop place. What is that? What is the name of that? And where can people find that? So it's, it's called No Quit and Wit, and it's under Charity Wits Training. So you can either download it through Playbook, which is like the holder essentially where a lot of different fitness influencers go and they post their own apps. So you can subscribe to Playbook through that, or you can go through my link on my bio, which is on my Instagram, Charity Wit. Um, but essentially, like I do have nutrition recipes in there, but I don't do meal plans or anything like that. That would be like the more one-on-one custom training. 
Um, but what I do have mobility wads, I have stretching, full body, home routines, and then I also have a series of programs. I don't just do like one-off workouts. So I like to have structured programs. So it's depending on your goals or what you're looking for, you have a selection to choose from. And then I'm releasing one on Monday calling fall back into the basics, which is I love that progressive overload. Wait, fall back yeah. to the basics is because yeah, fall is back coming. in love in the love. Yes. <laughs> fall back in love with the basics. Yes. I I love that. So what does it have? So it's a progressive overload program, um, but it brings in the compound lifts of squat, bench, deadlift um, in a, into a structured lifestyle plan. So you have four days of lifting with one day being like a full body conditioning cardio day. And then there's also the selection and prompts for you to go, hey, this is a rest day. Go do your mobility. Go do your stretching routine. That's awesome. And then, and then will they have access to the videos as well? Yes, there's videos awesome. for every single lift, intro videos, lots, lots of videos. <laughs> so if somebody's listening to this and they're inspired by your powerlifting, do you have a program available that's for powerlifting for like beginners getting into powerlifting? Or do you have any like powerlifting specific programs? I do, but I would say for beginners, if they're going into my, like they're looking on my app, looking for something to start out on, um, I would do either the Titan program or the power building program because it implements all of the three lifts into it with a structured progressive overlap because that's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And then that way they can get into it, but it's like a very, it's a basic plan. Whereas the one that I'm bringing back in on Monday, it's more for an intermediate advanced lifter. So there's going to be things in there than that program that necessarily a new beginner isn't used to doing like using bands or tempo or RPE. So it's going to implement more of those complex things. What what advice would you give for females that you know the whole the whole stigma? I it is getting washed out about you lift heavy, you're gonna look bulky and like it like a man. I I I feel like over the last decade, this the conception of that has kind of it has washed out a little bit. But um, I'm assuming for you and being a, a very beautiful female, you probably. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but people probably gave you a hard time for like the powerlifting and just being a strong female. How, how did you battle that? Or how did you combat that while you had it in your mind and you're fixated on a goal and like the direction that you were going and knew, right? You don't have an athletic background. You're getting into this. You felt empowered doing this. I'm just wondering like some of the lifters, right? And, and a lot of women are insecure about lifting heavy because they're afraid. Like even though it's been proven that, 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 women, you don't get bulky and massive and huge like a man. You just can't. But can you talk about like some stories or maybe encourage some women to just about like the strength and how empowering that is? I'd say like the biggest thing for that, um, especially when I was in the middle of like the height of my career, um, I didn't surround myself with anyone who didn't align with my vision. And I think that goes for anything that you're focused on, but it's so important, especially when you are going to receive a lot of like negative clap back from the public because you're not fitting into a mold. It is so essential to surround yourself with people who see the same vision that you do and support your vision, because if not, you're going to get lost and you're going to lose yourself. So I automatically like only kept people in my circle that aligned with that vision, that goal that I had for myself. And I blocked out everything else. So it didn't matter what negative 
messages I was getting in my DMs. It didn't matter. The comments just block. Like I was really good at just not feeding into any of the bullshit that came back from it. And once I got out of it, I actually started receiving more negative talk recently just from forsaking that side of my life, that phase, you know, and like I have evolved out of it. You know, I'm in something different now. And I started receiving more negative clap back from that. Well, why didn't you stay with this? Like, why didn't you keep on with that? And I'm like, well, life has phases. <laughs> and this is like the next phase of my life. And these are the next set of my goals. And it's the same mentality though. So it's like, you know, blocking out all of the outside noise. You're like, you know what you want for your life. You know what you see for yourself. And as long as you can envision it and you remain consistent with it, you got to keep your head down and just block out everything else. That was, that's what I was going to say about you, Charity, is you figured out at a very young age how to put your head down and how to freaking hustle and how to just work and get the job done. And you know that that is a discipline that happens over time, right? It gets stronger over time. And I do believe, I know because of your childhood, you're able to push through so many other things and and the powerlifting and the strongman stuff. And you're able to block out all the negativity because like the fortitude that you have in your mind. So it's really incredible. And, and I know that your story is going to be very inspiring for uh, the younger generations coming up because they need to know that they need, they need to pave their own path. And this is a journey for them and only them. And it doesn't matter anybody else's opinion. Um, and so it's, it's incredible what you're doing. No, you know that it's not, it's not easy, <laughs> especially like as a female and like, I'd say a male dominant arena, you know, like to be able to like pave your own way to stand out, to create a legacy for yourself. It's not easy. And it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of work, but I think what happens is you earn respect over time. When people see that you've been in the game for a while, you've been consistent with it and you've transformed yourself over and over and over again, because that's life. That's how it should be. I think that's what's so inspirational. You know, it's, it's being able to see people change themselves again and again and again to reach those other goals, to reach those new heights for themselves. And I think that's, that's honestly like the biggest takeaway I have from all of it. Where can people find you, Charity? And um, you have your training program that's releasing um, on Monday, the beginning of September. So when this episode drops, it's going to be available. Um, where can people find you and your program? I know you talked about your app a little bit, but can you um, can you uh, shout out your social media and all your handles and everything? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram. It's my name, Charity underscore Wit. And then they can also find my app through Playbook if they Google my name or search my name in the Playbook app. And then I also am on Facebook and it's just Charity Wet Strong. Awesome. I love that. Hey, do you have any more final advice or anybody uh, for anything, anybody who's listening about just girls and, and their fitness journey or anybody in general that you would like to leave for the listeners? Just something that's been like heavy on my heart lately is that it's easy to cross and compare how you're doing in your life when you're looking at someone else's highlight reel on a social media platform. But I think it's so important to keep in mind that your reality is something that you have to create. And if you want your life to look a certain way, then you have to put in that effort day in, day out, and you have to stop 
watching other people's highlights reels and you have to be able to create your own. Drops the mic. Beautifully put. (laughs) All right. One final question. What is the legacy that Charity Wit wants to leave behind? I think the biggest legacy I would like to leave behind is that there's hope. And coming from someone who grew up with nothing, I've couch surfed, I've had to work multiple jobs, I've been as much as I can be a self-made person. So I think the only thing that I would like to leave behind in my legacy is that it doesn't matter what you've been through, doesn't matter the abuse, the trauma, the hardship, being alone. If you really want something, you can make it happen. And all you need is just faith in yourself, faith in that there's a greater purpose for your life and just have hope that things are going to work out for you. I love that. Beautiful. All right, Charity, thank you again so much for coming on today's Reborn podcast with me. It's certainly been awesome getting to know you even better. And I'm sure I'll see you at one of the first form events coming up soon. They pop up all the time. So I'm sure, yeah. So I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon. And um, I have definitely enjoyed following your journey. So keep inspiring others, especially females and the strength and everything that you're just putting out there. It's, it's contagious. Oh, I appreciate that so much, Ashley. I've, you've inspired me for years. So I thank you for having me on. Of course, girl. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me on today's Reborn podcast with Charity Wit. I certainly hope that you left feeling inspired, motivated, and wanting to get to know Charity more and check out everything that she's doing. It means so much that you guys continue to support me, continuing to support the Reborn podcast. Um, Leave us a review. Check us out. The next episodes that are coming out, check out season two. We're on season four, guys. So there's lots of information out there. I've had lots of amazing interviews. Go check it out. And I will catch you guys next time on the Reborn podcast with Ironclad Network. Swallow your pride. There's nowhere to hide. What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? Can never touch the sky, don't try to fly Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable Been through it all and we still unbreakable